This podcast is brought to you by Dr. James McIntyre and his team at Adjust Your Health in North Calgary. When I met Dr. James almost 20 years ago, I was taking 10 to 12 Advil every day just to get through my workday, not to mention the stuff I was doing at night like alcohol and other substances. I suffered from chronic pain due to car accidents, sports injury, and repetitive motion damage from being a drywaller. I had worked in the trades for nearly 20 years and had more than 10 car accidents, three very serious ones. I had some severe sports-related injuries. Most of my cryo SI would only give me temporary relief from day-to-day pain. It was getting expensive and depressing to see the other doctors knowing that I would be right back into the same boat the next morning. I was lucky that the last chiropractor I saw said that she cannot help me anymore and directed me to Dr. James McIntyre. After only a few visits, I felt tremendously better. Most of my pain had left, my mobility was coming back, and I didn't need as much Advil. If I remember right, it was only a few months and I was almost completely off the pills and life was getting better. I have known Dr. James and his crew for almost 18 years and referred almost everyone I know to him and they have become Adjust Your Health advocates. The team at Adjust Your Health offers a wide array of services including acupuncture, massage therapy, chiropractic, and physiotherapy. They believe in a multidisciplinary approach to patients' care and use a variety of techniques to help their patients achieve their goals of pain relief or injury resolution to improve sports performance. Calgary is privileged to have such a highly qualified team of practitioners available to accommodate your health and well-being needs. If you are in pain or an athlete or just want to be as healthy as possible, check them out at www.ayhcalgary.com. Our next sponsor is Paul Nye from Nye's Touch and Nye's Tats. There's some debate over who invented the first motorbike. Several men claim to have the first designer patent. Regardless who it was, my guess is that the very next year, some dude started customizing his newly invented contraption. Throughout history, men and women have been altering their transportation to move faster, turn sharper, or turn ahead or two. If you are customizing your ride to be low and slow, shiny and fast, loud and obnoxious, You have not completed the project until you have your custom paint job done. Paul Nye at Nye's Touch is your guy for custom paint on bikes, boats, cars, buses, or anything else you ride. You want a bike that looks like no one else? Nice Touch. You want to honor a fallen friend with the hood of your car? Nice Touch. You want a mural of your favorite girl on the side of a bus? You guessed it. Nice Touch. Paul has been airbrushing for more than 15 years and his work will take your breath away. Check out his work on Instagram at Dripping Chrome or on Facebook at Nice Touch or call him at 587-435-4602 for your free estimate. Don't forget, Paul will be in a tattoo studio near me soon. And now, on with the show. No podcast with Chad Ferguson. Hey, everybody, this is Chad with the I Want to Know podcast again. We're having some technical uh, difficulties today, so I'm here today with Dragos Penescu. 
close. Oh, Getting there. Every time. Getting there. This is the third introduction we've done tonight, and I yeah. still haven't got it 100%. Okay, so give them the real version. Uh, Dragos Ponescu. That's so cool. Um, I've Thank said you. that three times, and I still <laughs> think it's super cool. Um, that uh, uh, So you're from Romania, or your, your yes. heritage is from Romania. Did everybody you grew up with think your name was as cool as I did? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I got a lot of like, oh, dragon or, yeah, or yeah. dragon associated things. But when I came to Canada, I wanted to Americanize my name. Yeah. Because I was shy about it. Yeah. I wanted to fit in. So I, w- I went with like Dragos. Yeah. Which is easier to say, I guess. But like the actual. What well, wasn't that a character from the Rocky movie? Wasn't Dragos? Dragos. Drago. Drago. So it's yeah. very, very close. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I met you probably three, four years ago when you and my daughter were both taking um, acting lessons through Torchlight Theater or the Spark Program here yeah. in Airdrie. Yes. Um, you continued on. You went to Vancouver and you did your uh, Vancouver Film School. How was that? It was crazy. It, just, I, it feels like a dream still. Because it's been a month since uh, the program finished mm-hmm. and reality starting to kick in. Yeah. But I'm still, it still doesn't feel like Vancouver was even a place. Oh, really? It's I, too short. Yeah, it was way too short. Yeah. And then when I was there, I was, oh, I can't wait to finish and, and go, go to the next step. And now that it's the next step, I'm like, I should have cherished my time because <laughs> it just went by super quick. I think that's so super true in life as a whole. Like, yeah. that's just part of it is that in the moment, it's so exciting. Like, whether it's getting married or having kids or in a relationship or starting a new job, it's so exciting. But you don't, you rarely sit back and really enjoy those moments. Yeah. Um, I wish there was a way to teach that so that people could do it every time. Yeah, I wish I could master that that <sighs> skill. <laughs> right? Just be like in the, the moment all the time. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You got to be some Zen warrior or something like that to be able to do that. Go study with monks. There you go. <laughs> Tibetan monks. Yeah. Uh, so what did you learn in, in film school? Um, it was split up in, in six terms. Yeah. So each term was two months, rough, like, yeah, two months. Yeah. And um, um, all, sorts of, all sorts of stuff, like different breathing techniques and different methods um and substituting uh different life experiences into your work very and cool just just a very broad uh like dip your toes into everything okay and then it's kind of up to you to figure out what works what kind of artist you want to be what kind of stuff you want to make yeah and then really it was it was mostly about uh, for me it was mostly about connections like the connections that you made and just learning from one another because there's people from china and like kazakhstan and europe and africa and everywhere and they just all come together and it's pretty high or pretty sought after school then i'm guessing yeah it's it's pretty popular very cool so what do you want to be now that you've done the whole thing is it acting is it singing is it guitar player is it street performer yeah i don't know like i don't want to um seem like uh like oh i just want to be an artist <laughs> i just want to make art but you want to be an artist but I want, yeah but I, do, <laughs> I do but i, I don't want to seem to like I don't need the money. Pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess that's, yeah. But, um, yeah, just for now, I I think I just want to create stuff. And, like, right now it's acting. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm really into acting and I want to be an actor. Yeah. Um, But it might change. I'm open to it. I might get into directing or making my own films and stuff because that interests me too. But it's it's all just... Cool, cool. So... You've had a little experience with live theater and a little experience with film and stuff like that. Which do you prefer right now? Um, that's a hard one. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's 
something to be said about live theater. Um, the authenticity, authenticity. You got it. Authenticity of, uh, of live theater. Yeah. It's just there and in the moment, and it's raw. Yeah. And then um, film is be- equally as beautiful too. Yeah. Um, but it's just different energies, and I, and I like both of them. But okay. For now, like I want to explore more film. Yeah. Um, Better money in film too, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to. I want to be able to work in 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 this field and in, in the film industry and. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to go the film route, but uh, but who knows? Like, yeah, things can doing be- plays can be awesome. Yeah, I uh, of course Chelsea Rest all owns Torchlight Theater has been on a couple of times, and we were talking about it. And since uh, the last time I had her on the show, what I would really like to do is watch a play for at least you know if it's only playing for two weeks, I'd like to watch like all eight, ten shows that they're playing in those two weeks and like watch the progression of it because. I think you give someone enough time. You imagine running a show for a year, how you could really dial into that character and who they are and what they're feeling in that moment where, you know, small black box theaters get, you know, eight shows or six shows and you don't really get to see that experience. But you would see some of that if you went to every single show. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And for the actors too, um, like actors that that get a role and they go with the theater with the theater company and and they do that play yeah. for a year like two years and they tour yeah. and it's like how do you keep that fresh that character that you're playing every every, every time you perform it for like two years or, or a year yeah it's insane well even having a sitcom playing yeah. joey for six years like how do you what's up buddy one of the, one of the try to unfreeze it while we're going you can try to fix it while we're uh, in the midst. We got this. Yeah, it's got you going. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Stay in that position exactly like the camera. Um, Eric, you don't have to unplug it. You just have to go into settings. We're just uh, doing some Shakespeare. Today. That's it. Uh, we think it might be a dog issue. We're babysitting a dog. So if you guys are hearing some squeaking in the background, it's a, a high-end Schutzen competition dog. And uh, he's a little bit crazy. He's whining nonstop because his uh, sister is at home and in heat. And that's why we have her so or have him. Ooh, camera's up and running again. Look at that. We have a master on the board today. Hell yeah. Well done, Eric. Thank you very much. Um, if you're tall enough, you could reach that light too, because I forgot to turn that on. I'm just kidding. You won't be able to. <coughs> no, he's going to take a chair and do it. Look at this on the fly. Adaptation. As we go. Im- improv. <laughs> improv. We're going to get this done. Um, what were we talking about? Live theater. Life, yeah, live theater. Oh, and playing characters over and over again. You know what I realized, and probably very late in my life, is that almost everything that people do is about repetition. That, you know, if you're a heart surgeon, it's not a big deal because you do heart surgery every day or every other day or you do that type of surgery over and over and over again. And you could take a monkey and teach him the movements and most likely be able to do just about anything physical movement. Obviously, monkeys can't talk um, uh, over and over again. And, you know, being a good actor, being a good uh, um, uh, singer, songwriter, like how many times has Bon Jovi done yeah. You know, some of his popular songs, right? That's what it's about. It's about repetition. And the better you are at that, the better you are at your, your trade. Yeah, definitely. Did you guys go over that kind of stuff in acting? Like, do you, do you talk about the, the birth and, like, how you get, like, okay, we got to stop evolving this character. Or, oh, we need to continue. Or Yeah, that's, that's an interesting question. I don't think, like, it ever stops. I mm. think um, 
like it stopped because the program ended. Yeah. But there are things that I am still exploring or things that I'm still breaking down. Yeah. Like I'll be in bed and I'll think about what someone told me or an idea or something. And I'll be like, what? <laughs> like, I, I get it. Like <laughs> it I want to go back. It haunts on you now. Yeah. And and um, like every time we would do a performance or a scene or something, it'd be, it'd be different every time. And yeah. And we did a lot of like scene workshops where we had um, a short amount of time to, to work on on scenes and kind of build these characters. Yeah. Um, and every single time we did it, it was different. And I don't know if that's because the, the time scale that we were under or, or, or what it was, but I think every time that I've ever done something, it's come out different, at least maybe in, in my yeah. head. Yeah. Yeah. But it, everyone, I feel like everyone's always, um, worrying about like their job. Yeah. So it's like the actors are always like, Oh, like how did I, how am I? Yeah. Did I have moving eyebrows? Like, <laughs> were my eyebrows dancing in that take? And the sound guy's like, no, no, bro, you're good. But he's worrying about his sound. And the cinematographer's like That's trying to right. rack focus. They're yeah. all like, you're good, you're fine. <laughs> the thing that drives me nuts about, um, the judgment, right? Like, cause that's what you're, you're in a, in a trade where you're going to be judged all the time. Yeah. But there's people that come up and go, oh, this is brilliant. This is awesome. You did. And in your head, you go, I can do better. Right, like where you you get this wrong advice, and how do you uh, decipher which one is the right one? Because even the director, if he doesn't care that day, be like, "Yeah, that's good. Let's move on." You go, "No, no, no! I can do better. I can do much better." Yeah, there's definitely like an internal uh, conflict all the time, yeah, which kind of keeps me um, attached to it. Okay, like there's something about it where I'm like, in the moment, I'm I'm doubting, but then afterwards, I, I'm like, okay, it's okay, it's gonna be fine. It was, it was a good job, or maybe it wasn't the best, but next time, yeah, kind of thing. And it's, it's this um, kind of chase, and in a, in a way, like, I don't like you might have heard, but your mind is your friend, but also your enemy right. at times. And <laughs> yeah, it's, it's literally sure. that. It's like your mindset on that day. Yeah. And then if you're in that doubt kind of phase, yeah. it'll probably come out, and it, it could be beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> or it might not, and. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm still figuring stuff out. Like, Well, how old are you? I'm 19. You're 19. Yeah. You got a whole world of time. I, I've got nephews that are your age, and I'm like, they're babies still. Because I really, I think about to myself at 19, and I was a legit retard. Like, <laughs> you're so far ahead of the game at where you are. You've got passion. You've got drive. You've got direction. Um, it's one of the reasons that I wanted you to come on the podcast is that, I get to meet some successful people that have done some really, really cool things and they're older in their life. But I've also got to meet people at the beginning of their career and you just get a feeling about somebody that, you know, stands out above the crowd or they, they look different or they sound different. And that's why I wanted you on because I Thank see you, uh, a young guy with such passion and such drive and direction that I know in, you know, I don't know what it is, what year it's going to be, but in two years or five years or 10 years, all of a sudden Drago's the, the superstar is going to oh. be back in my studio going, I remember what you said. And so that's why I'm here saying that uh, I, I see a bright future for you. Thank you. Yeah, it's um, I, I like watching people with drive. And wh where did it come from? Where do you get where do you get your drive? What what pushes you? What makes the passion? I guess I just like cool movies. <laughs> but well, it, it started out when I was young, like really young, young, and um, I always really wanted to be in movies. Yeah, and uh, I took movies way too seriously. 
like when King Kong died, spoiler alert, in like the 2005 uh, remake, <laughs> yeah. I was so sad for like two weeks. Really? Like, I, yeah, I was, I, I was, I, what's the purpose of life? King Kong is dead. <laughs> he died. It was the beauty. He killed the beast. Oh my gosh. And, yeah. um, and then like, that's like the, the one that I remember m- most clearly, but that movie like affected me. Wow. And um, I don't know why, what it was specifically in, yeah. in my brain at the time. I think I was like eight years old. But I always thought about being those guys, yeah. especially when I realized that these are actors yeah. and this is something that you can do and like you can be involved creatively in like the making of movies. Yeah. And um, I'm like, that'd be cool to do, but <laughs> I don't think I'll ever do that. And then I let it go and I was like, I'll just be an astronaut or a scientist or like all the little kid stuff. Yeah. And. I mean, not to say that that one can't. They're great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. But, like, I realize I'm bad at math, so <laughs> astronaut, scientist, like all that. Yeah, um, but, but yeah. And then one day, I was 16, and um, it was summertime, and it was just really dull. Yeah. And I was going through that phase, like that rebellion. I want to do something kind of against the grain, kind of like. Yeah. Rebel, I thought I was really badass and cool, and I was like, <laughs> drama, <laughs> I'll do drama, <laughs> and, yeah. and um, I didn't know any uh, anything about anything, so I just Googled, like, how to be an actor, wiki how. That's crazy. And it's like, all the steps, like, go take classes, get an agent, like, all yeah. these all these steps that, that take a lifetime, even, yeah. of, of, like, getting all these things done, and I'm like, okay, in, like, two years, I'll be an actor, it's fine. <laughs> And even now, like now that I'm done the the program at film school, I'm like, so am I an actor now? Because I don't know. Like, <laughs> you know? You're only an so, actor if you act. Exactly. Well, yeah. If you're if you if you say you're an actor, I don't know. Like, <laughs> but um, but yeah. And I googled uh, Airdrie acting classes, and then uh, Kim Childs acting classes popped up right. with uh, with Spark. Yeah. Um, and then I I took that, and then um, she told me about Robin Hood auditions. Yeah through Torchlight and then I auditioned and then we did Robin Hood and then started doing theater and I was like, I really like this. Cool, cool. And you guys did that short movie too at the end of one of the Spark seasons, didn't you? Yeah. It was like a zombie or... Like a post-apocalyptic. Po- that's what it was. That yeah. was my <laughs> first ever taste of film. Yeah. Yeah. And that got you hooked? Like yeah. You, yeah. I, uh, I've had the opportunity to watch some films being made. I used to be a security guard in Vancouver's Chinatown. That's awesome. And so, um, trying to think of the movie, the, uh, he was the immortal swords guy. Oh, uh, Henry Cavill? Henry Cavill? Henry no, Cavill. I was trying to think of the show. So they did, um, with Mulder and, uh, shoot, why am I getting so old? Um, X-Files was filmed in Vancouver's Chinatown. There was one restaurant down there that they filmed all the time. And then um, The Highlander, that was the name of the movie. So they have the immortal uh, swords people. So I got to see the the behind-the-scenes stuff a whole bunch um, way back in the day. And maybe it's different now. But it it was so cool to be on set and go, like, there's a, I can't remember the actor's name, but a famous actor that I see on TV every single week. And he's just sitting there having a coffee or reading a paper or talking to somebody, and he's just a normal guy. And I started thinking back then that, like, oh, this is for anybody. Like, as long as you put the work in, you do the stuff, then you can you can be this person in this show. And it's good to see you where you're like, yep, I could be anything. I could be film, actor, stage. Yeah. 
Thank you. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> yeah. I, I, uh, I enjoy watching new talent come up and grow. That is my favorite thing to, you know, see you in Robin Hood. And then the next thing I see you in, you'll see this gigantic step, this change in who you were as a person and how you act. And uh, I, I love that. Singers, songwriters, all the same thing. Or, you know, yeah. There's a progression. I admire singer songwriters so much because yeah. um, I always say if I was born earlier, like, 40s yeah i'd just be a rock star or something <laughs> i admire like all these rock star legends and stuff like that but yeah the, the industry is different right between music and and acting like i think it's a i don't know if it's better it, maybe it is better for actors like if you get a, a decent acting gig a, a movie or a tv show or something that's repetitive it can be really really good money and a majority of you take yourself right you have some travel expenses you have some yeah. um, agent fees and stuff like that and then you want to um, chelsea talks about this when an actor gets a big role and stays in his town that town will get better because he'll you know hire people to to work on his cars and to clean his house and to all that kind of stuff so it's beneficial when you see someone in your town come up and and uh, but music is so different because they just don't get that same cut like you're going to get 60 70 percent of the cut that comes out of a movie um uh where musicians get like 10, 12. Ugh. Yeah, like it's super low. I, I was listening to some podcasts with some rock stars on there. Um, and in the beginning, like they take everything the for for getting your music out there, for, for getting it to the people. Like a distributor. The distributor, no. right. Um, like they want a piece of the merch. They want everything. And then when you're traveling, and I've heard this happening to actors as well, where they're like, oh, the limo's going to pick you up here and take you here. And then you're staying in this hotel not knowing it's come out of your oh, wages. Right. So, you know, they, they want you to feel important. Like, oh, we rented you a Ferrari at, you know, $8,000 a day. Uh, but you don't know that's coming that's in. It's like, oh, super cool. Someone rented me a Ferrari. And uh, not knowing that you're actually paying for it. They just play this whole game. Well, I didn't know. I didn't know that at all. Yeah, I've heard uh, uh, heard stories of actors that have gone through that. And all of a sudden, at the end of the movie, they're like, yeah, you got no money. Yeah. Like you had a Ferrari and you stayed in the hill. I'm Hilton. not doing it for the money, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. <I> <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I guess like being in Vancouver, you meet a lot of uh, creatives. Yeah. And everyone wants to, which is great. I think it's great, but everyone wants to be like that. Like, yeah, just do it for the love. <laughs> like, but what's wrong with doing it for the money? Nothing, absolutely nothing. Like, the, it's silly to me. That I have a friend that's a painter, yeah. and for years she literally lived off of like uh, welfare and the food bank, and uh, and she was this phenomenal painter. And she was probably really happy. Well, she wasn't. So this wasn't. is the thing. So she she would complain to me about where she's at. And I'm like, well, what are you doing to get people to see your art? Well, nothing. I just like to paint and. Yeah, then you're not an artist. You're just a person that likes to paint. If you're an artist, artists sell their stuff, right? Actors sell their talent. Yeah, Singers sell they their music. They want their stuff to be seen or right. impactful. Or and so I said, you can say you have a hobby and you're just a poor person, but you spend all your money on art supplies and canvases and stuff like that. So I said, why don't you look at the business side of it, learn a little bit, 
a little bit of Google, a little bit of effort. WikiHow. WikiHow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, three years later, she went and bought a house. Wow. Uh, she runs a studio and a, and a gallery. And she just she just saw the light and up she went. And I'm like, why do people have to be hungry or broken to do an art? And I, I think you get something out of that, that suffering, but you don't have to suffer forever. Yeah, I think finding a healthy balance, just like with anything, right? But that's one of my goals too. If I if I can um, do this for a living, yeah, then you know that'd be super cool. <laughs> but uh, it would be, it yeah, would, yeah. But um, we're on it, your side. We're voting for you. We're sending the good vibes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like a, a long haul. Yeah, uh, I, I think I I don't know. Like it's it's uh, up in the air right now. Yeah, because. Um, when I go back, I'm going to submit all my stuff to agencies and, and, and see. And yeah. I think I'm ready. But um, somebody might disagree. They might say, oh, there's somebody like you on a roster or, you know, all these little things or do yeah. more plays, get more experience, come back. Um, but, yeah, like, I guess um, as a foundation, I'm like, if I want to do this, I should do it um, for, like, the love of it. Mm-hmm. And then if I'm able to get money off of doing it, then that's like a perk. Yeah. Um, but I can't lie and say I don't want to like, <laughs> right? Like we all dream of it. But um, yeah, it'd be super cool if I like get the opportunity to do that. Yeah. But Well, and, and this is the other thing I realized too, is there's levels to the whole thing, right? You can pick up one commercial a month or a spot on a sitcom yeah. or a little background piece. Uh, every month for the rest of your life, and you'll never be, you know, um, I can't even think of a big star's name. Um, um, I watched the Mel Gibson movie today. Mel Gibson. Yeah, you, you <laughs> may not be a Mel Gibson, but yeah. you'll, you know, you can make a living at doing what you like. Exactly. You know, and I yeah. see singer songwriters do that. I have a friend, Ryan McMahon, who uh, did the podcast. We'll be back on again, and he still sleeps on people's couches, and he's been doing it for ten years. He's got songs on the radio. He does like small theaters and stuff like that, but he loves doing it. And so he gets to do what he loves and make a living. Now, he's not, I don't think he's getting rich. He's not like, you know, rolling in Ferraris, but um, he travels and does exactly what he wants to do every single day. And how is that not rich? Yeah. Right? Like, it's a different, like, it's, it's, a different type of rich, like riches. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, yeah. Compared to the guy that goes into the office and sits at a desk for nine hours a day uh, doing something that he hates, right? Yeah. Sits in traffic for four and a half hours. Yeah, Ryan's got some snowy roads he's got to deal with. And we have a, a comic coming on, um, I think in March. His name is Tim Nutt. Same thing. Phenomenal comic. Never reached like the highest levels. Like he's not doing Madison Square Gardens or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But he makes a great living. He goes skiing all winter. You know, hangs out at the beaches in the summertime. And I think that people in their head go, "I need to be the Brad Pitt or the whatever." And it's great if you make it there, but it can't be what drives you to get there. Absolutely, I, I agree. I agree one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, going to Vancouver, I was definitely in that mindset. I was like, all right, Brad Pitt or Johnny Depp or yeah, yeah. all these um, movie stars that I grew up with and like idolize and look up to. Yeah. And then I realized, I quickly realized that um, it wasn't about that. And I'm like, hey, if I can just be a guy and, and make a living, yeah, uh, like I'm, I'm solid. I I'm, know. I'm it's, it's so cool. I, I mean, I wish you're the next Brad Pitt or the uh, Johnny Depp or, you know, you get the next 
Alice in Wonderland movie. That would be phenomenal to see. Yeah, it would be. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Are you, uh, so are you applying for acting gigs in just Vancouver? Or are you going to be looking at Toronto, LA? Do you, like, are you going everywhere or are you going to just be regional? I'm not entirely sure yet. I'm starting uh, with Vancouver. Yeah. And then um, I'll see what happens. Second hottest spot in Canada, right? Yeah. yeah. Or the first or second. It's Toronto and Vancouver. They um, balance back and forth. Yeah. Okay. At least that, that's what I've been hearing i'm I'm not like i I'm, i haven't even like have my i don't have my hand on my on the doorknob yet of like opening the door because because <laughs> right. i just finished and then now i'm going back so i really don't know anything 100 percent yeah either it's just just different ideas but i have to actually like apply myself and yeah and take the action when i'm when i'm there because um it's really easy to to just ease yeah and be like all right i finished I'm, i'll take a break for a month because it's it's been almost a month since i got out of school and yeah. then I can feel myself starting to ease and I'm like, Oh, wait a bit. Shouldn't relax. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cause, um, I just, I f- I'm just going to go and, and submit and, and see what happens. But usually people say, um, like people that I talk to around that have been in the industry for quite a while in Vancouver, they're like, don't, um, don't go to LA unless you get an invite. Oh, or really? They, or they, at, or they knock at your door kind of thing. Yeah. And I don't know if that's, um, just like there's enough of us already, please don't come. Right. <laughs> or um, if it's actually like a, a, a legit thing, but I think it's just for for the welfare of like young artists that want to do this. Yeah. Well, it's an expensive place to live. It's yeah. not overly safe. Like uh, I don't think you want to be out in the urban areas where you have to travel or commute for hours to get down to a, yeah. a rehearsal or something. So you're going to live in downtown LA in some crummy apartment while everyone's getting robbed and shot and shooting up around you. Like Drive like six hours to go see your friend for a coffee. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. I'll be down there in uh, February for work. Uh, so we're going to do a conference in uh, in LA or in LA, San Diego, in out in out downtown LA. That's awesome. So I'll let you know what it's all about. Do it. I've yeah. never I've never <laughs> been. I'm so curious. I had been to um, Disneyland, so Anaheim, when I was 16, but that was the only other time I landed in LA and flew out. But when you land in LAX, it's nowhere near anything. So like to get to the nearest mall, uh-huh. I had a nine hour lay- layover. But uh, I was told it was a two hour cab ride to the nearest mall from the from the airport. Wow. So there's nothing close. So uh, I'll actually be in LA. Uh, for four days, so I'm super looking forward to. Wow, that. that's awesome! Yeah, that's yeah, that's so weird though. Like you would think that things are closer because it's LA, but maybe it's just like Californication kind of. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and maybe maybe it's changed now. Uh, I mean, granted, last time I was there in two. Th- thousand and one or two thousand I think so I mean that's twenty years ago. Um that's twenty years yeah. ago. That's a long time ago. That's actually on my uh, trip to Australia I had a nine hour layover uh in LA. Wow. So yeah. It uh the airport's cool. <laughs> that's all yeah. that I saw. <laughs> so what's uh, what's your next semester look like? Oh uh, well, I'm done. Oh okay. So you're just yeah. going to Vancouver to actually start looking for jobs. Yeah. Now. Okay. Yeah. Um a mixture of scared and like, excitement. Yeah, so it's a, it's a good combo, but yeah, yeah, anxious, yes, anxious. <laughs> um, it's that that mental game kind of thing, you know. It's like, all right, like I got this. I yeah, I'm enough. I can right. do it. I can, and then 
hope for the best, really. Cause you I, just need the life experience now. Reading yeah. books, playing guitars, yeah. you know, swimming in the ocean, surfing, like anything you can do to gain experience and meet people. And that that's where I think it's going to be at. Yeah, there was this guy who said we're interested in lives, not lines. And, oh, uh, very cool. I, I don't know if it's his original line or if it's from a book <laughs> or something, but... Just then, just right. like get lines it. on paper. Just get it going again. Sorry, Dragos. It's all good. It's all good. There we go. We're up and running again. We're glitching. We're not. Son of a f- glitching out. Did it drop? <coughs> totally dropped. Can you pull the sound out of OBS? Yes. All right. We'll just continue on OBS and see what all happens. Right. Keep going. I am flipping out mad right now about our okay everybody sorry i'll let it go it's okay Um, okay. next time that comes up eric take a screenshot of it so we can give it to our tech guy and figure out what's going on uh it's crazy that's crazy anyways uh lives not lines yeah lives not lines and um at first i was like okay that sounds cool it's super interesting i didn't really think about it too much but then i was like um the more rich your life is, like in sense of things that you do, things that you're into, kind of the more interesting that that you are, or the more like right. interest you have in things in life, yeah. will make you richer of a person. And then when you get roles, if you get roles, and you, you're ultimately just bringing a piece to yourself to the role, yeah, it's just you, yeah. Um, and all it can be is 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 you. I'm saying that right now, but maybe in like four <laughs> years, I'll be like, that's that's total BS, like. I don't think it is though. But I've heard uh, this with lots of that's people. What I think like right now. you, you, you listen to any talk show, the Graham Norton show, or anything like that, and they'll talk about uh, I've, uh, Chris, not Chris Hemsley, who's uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt was talking about it, and he was saying that like when he was trying to be an actor, um, he would go out and learn card tricks, so magic, like yeah. anything to increase his ability, change the way his mind works, like, you know, play guitar for a little bit. Oh, I'm going to try painting. I'm going to do all this. And it, it just builds that part of your mind that makes you whatever it's going to be. If you get a role that you need to be, um, you know, a magician, you're like, oh, I've done card tricks exactly. before where the other good-looking actor hasn't done card tricks before. They're more likely to pick you. So just gain as much experience as you can in the short time that's 100 percent what it is yeah like, I, I think so that's what I, that's what i think as well I so think it's so what's on your mind to do what 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 kind of things you want to try um i have a friend his name's axel yeah and uh um, that sounds made up no no, no his name <laughs> i mean i mean maybe it's a stage name yeah I actually well he's uh he's from sweden Oh, okay, could be and, Axel. Uh, yeah, his name's Axel, and his last name's Boss. So I don't know if it's Axel, Axel Boss. Boss. Pretty badass. Pretty badass. That's pretty badass. That <laughs> might be made up, though. Might, I should ask him. <laughs> yeah. But um, he's been writing music and releasing it out on Spotify. Okay. And I'm like, that's super cool. And then um, that's when I started playing guitar yeah. more. And I've never been much of a singer, but I'm starting to develop my voice. Cool. Ah, is my voice cracked? <laughs> I'm trying to develop my voice. Um, so I was thinking about like maybe doing some singing lessons and then writing my own stuff. Yeah. Um, and then some martial arts because I'm kind of soft in my nature. Yeah. Martial arts and, is like and I the need a, king of giving you discipline. Yeah. I need yeah. a. I need something yeah. um, as well as the physical element of it, but also the, the mental. Yeah. Um, 
you know, knowing how to punch a guy can come in handy um, on film, I guess. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would highly, because I come, I, I've done martial arts for most of my life, so I, I love martial arts. So make sure you get um, some boxing or kickboxing in and definitely some wrestling and jiu-jitsu. Yeah. And so you don't have to be an MMA fighter, but uh, jiu-jitsu will give you some discipline that you've never had before, and it'll rip you up. Like, I mean, lean you down give you muscle it's it's a phenomenal workout i think it's something like 600 calories a half hour is what you burn wow. doing it it's, you gotta it's eat insane. a lot you gotta eat a lot um but in a good club you'll gain brothers that you'll you'll never lose it, it's phenomenal so yeah some kind of stand-up art some kind of ground art and you'll you'll be well set yeah how long how long did it uh um take you kind of to to build a skill set in martial arts very shortly i mean for um you know i did most of my mma training out of uh, Toshido's in Kelowna under david lee and uh i found like within six seven months i felt very confident in like we went to our first tournament and i was rolling with guys that had way more experience than me and we did very very well we used to have guys come into our club that we roll with or spar with we did everything uh jiu-jitsu kickboxing wrestling um uh, boxing like we did it all there um if you put your energy into it it's a system like anything else you'll yeah. get good at it fast and it's just a matter of time right if you played your guitar four minutes a day you're not going to get very far but no. if you paid it an hour a day all of a sudden you're making some um, progress progress right and so just allowing that time to make sure you know you're you're practicing regularly you're drilling and then you're thinking about it when you're when you're fighting somebody when you're sparring somebody it's just all about figuring out what are their tells right like if they're going to jab are they going to throw a right hand after or are they going to throw a left hook after like what are they going to do cool. and you That's try cool. to figure out the system of the mind of the person in front of you all based on their movement. So they'll do uh, something that like you'd only be able to pick up with the camera, but in your brain you go, I know what you're doing. You're going to jab one, two, three, because every time you do this twitch, this is what you do. So it's like a game of chess, but with dire consequences. That's awesome. Like you're reading people. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're you're reading movements. The fun thing with jiu-jitsu is like once you get to learn a significant amount of skills, you spend a year, two years in there, and maybe you're moving towards your blue belt, is that rolling and just close your eyes. And then, so you're not looking at them. And typically when you're rolling in jiu-jitsu, so you're two guys on the ground in a clump, you're not, uh, um, you're not seeing their whole body even when your eyes are open. So close yeah, your just eyes and just anything, feel right? all of their movements. Like, why is that leg going up? Why is this hip shifting? Why is this shoulder dropping? Why? And then you calculate that in your mind. You put that all in there. and Like, oh, when his hip drops, he's doing this. Or when his shoulder pushes on my chin, he's doing this. And you put that system together and you figure out, like, you can even start to calculate what is possible. So I'm going to put my arm out here, and what are the nine things that he can do to me, and what are the defenses for that? And if I defend this that he tries, can I get an offensive movement after that? And wow, so, so you're like three steps ahead. You try to be, you try to be. And guys that, I mean, there's guys that are way better than me out there that, you know, literally write this stuff down, and they have a plan, and they... Um, uh, actually, you know the guy that it was really, really cool? He's not even a martial artist. We just watched a documentary the other night. I think it's called The Soloist, and it's this free climber. Um, is that the name of it? It's called Solo, I think, is a documentary. And this guy does 
the most dangerous uh, rock climbing uh, with no ropes. He so he does it. Um, uh, with have you seen it? I've definitely. Um, I know what you're talking about. I've definitely seen um, that around. Yeah, like I, I can picture the guy. Yeah, yeah. Like he's, he's got like a green helmet or something. He's a kooky, kind of weird guy. Like he he was telling a story about when he was uh, 23. He goes, "I realize people hug a lot. I should get good at that." And he started learning how to hug, hug it. Good. And he's like, "I'm a pretty good hugger now." And you can just tell there's something a little bit different about him. But he. So to do this climb, and I can't remember the name of the mountain, but it's 3,000 feet, three kilometers, Yikes. no ropes. And so what he does with ropes first, he goes up and he literally journals like, um, at 450 feet, I'm going to put my left middle finger into this crack and I'm going to put my right toe here and I'm going to do this. And he journals the entire thing. That's and then insane. It's That's insane. insane. And then he'll even have options where he'll be like, okay, at this spot... I could, you know, release my left foot, stretch my leg across, release my left hand, or I could keep both my feet on this side and I could leap to the other side. And he goes through all the options of what he can do. And that's that's sort of what martial artists do, right? Like if my hand's extended this way, these are the four things that he can do. So I'm watching for this so that I can do this defense or this offense or, or whatever it is that's needed. And so it's like the craziest game of chess. The human mind. That, oh, so cool. And we're designed for it. Like yeah. I think that... What's that? It's primal. A hundred percent. I think that's what it is, is where our, our DNA is designed to fight or to defend or to, you know, take land or however you think that your genetics are. But we're made to do this. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my that's, martial arts speech. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. I'm definitely looking to get into it. Yeah. I'll, um, I'll uh, try to look up some clubs that I know about in Vancouver. I can't think of any names right now. What's up, buddy? Uh, yeah, where we're going to, if it craps out now, it craps out now. <laughs> we'll start over again, um, which we're not going to do. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'll, I'll find out some guys that I know that are training in there. I know some guys on the island from sure, for sure that I used to train with, but I know there's some good clubs in Vancouver. Where are you staying in Vancouver? Um, I'm living out of North Surrey right now. North Surrey. Yeah. Kay. So it's just like, um, Fraser River and then New West and then I'm... Over the bridge, essentially. Oh, okay. So, so in like Wally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah right there. Yeah. That's yeah. where I grew up, actually. I know oh, that town yeah. really, really well. Sorry to hear you. I usually tell people I'm from the lower mainland. I'm not from Surrey. Because uh, <laughs> Surrey's kind of... Um, I had my impressions. I had my... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it's like I, I never had any problems. No. It's, 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 it's just like the... Um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like people talk about it a lot, but it's, it's not as... as bad as it i could tell you a dozen surrey girl jokes i'm not going to <laughs> um but yeah like that that's where i grew up so it, it's a little bit rougher than when i was there it's a little bit grungier some broken down stores yeah and rough around the edges a little bit definitely some drug dealing and prostitution right on king george highway now that didn't used to be there even though they closed down some of the skeezy bars and stuff like that it's mm. still still a little bit rougher than when i was there yeah the, the only experience i had um well, there's occasionally dudes like screaming outside of my building, <laughs> yeah. um, and then I, I remember I'm standing at the platform for the sky train, just waiting to go onto the sky train, and it was late. I was going out or something, and there was just three other guys, and um, they were just eyeballing me, <laughs> and they're standing in that they're standing in that pose, yeah, yeah, like that. 
they're kind of just like flexing on me. <laughs> and I'm like, there's nothing cool about getting into public transport. Right. Like, we're getting on a public transport. Yeah. And they're just like flexing their jawlines and <laughs> kind of like giving me the side eye. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> That's totally scary. Uh, it happens all the time. I was one of those guys when oh, I grew really? up. Oh, I was total <laughs> shithead when I grew up there, going to pubs and getting into fights and nightclubs. And yeah, yeah, I was a bit of a bonehead. I do sort of miss that miss era that. a little bit. Uh, growing up in Surrey, all my high school friends and that are there and stuff. But uh, I'm I'm glad I'm living where I am. But uh, Surrey's not as bad as I make it out to be, or anyone else does. Yeah, no, yeah. We always used to make jokes like, "Oh, like Surrey gang." Because there's three kids in my class that um, live in Surrey, yeah, um, like on the same road as me, and whenever we'd go back, it'd be like, "Oh, Surrey gang, we're going back." <laughs> we had our little our, our little gang kind of thing, but yeah, if there's more than two people, it's, it's a gang. A gang. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I remember I went to high school there, um, and gangs were sort of becoming pretty prominent there at the time, and so I had taken. Uh, it was like pre-law 101 it, you can take it in high school so it was kind of an introduction to what law would be like in um university yeah. and so i took this course and and one part of it was about um uh well it's all about law but anyways they brought in a police officer to talk about local laws and stuff like that and there was a bunch of gang members in the the course and they asked about being in a gang and it was most definitely the cop knew i, I look back on <laughs> it now it's so silly they're all trying to be inconspicuous but the cops like yeah we know you're in a gang yeah. but the funny thing that he said back then was that uh if it was illegally being a gang we couldn't have the rcmp that's the largest that's gang in Canada, gang. right? right. Um, just they try to uphold the law, and you're being a dickhead and smashing windows and stealing cars and selling drugs yeah. <laughs> and stuff like that. It's, it's not being in a gang that's illegal. It's doing what illegal gangs do. It's, it's the bad thing. But, yeah, it's a, it's a fun little city. Well, I'm excited for you uh, to get back to Vancouver. I want to hear what's going on and... Uh, um, we'll find you a good martial arts class. That'd be awesome. What else did you do? Uh, windsurfing. Windsurfing. That's that's the parrot with the. It's like the it's a, a surfboard with uh, the sail on it. The sail. Yeah. So you're actually standing on a surfboard, holding onto a sail, and takes you out into the ocean. Oh, that'd be that's awesome. a blast to do there. They're super close to ski hills, um, Cypress and Whistler and Blackcomb. Yeah, I've actually never skied. Never? Never. I snowboarded um, in Quebec when I was 9 or 10. Okay. And I remember I hit a kid, um, <laughs> and he flipped over me, and I was like, dude, are you okay? And he was like, yeah, man, I'm fine. And then I went back up the slope, and yeah. then I went back down again, and I saw him, because you know how they have ambulances? like that. Right. I saw him in the ambulance, and, and he had his arm in a sling. So if, if you hear this... Yeah, I didn't I mean to. It wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. You said you were okay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but yeah, and then uh, I never snowboarded since. I just haven't had the opportunity. But yeah. Have Have you visited Whistler while you were down there? Um. Yeah. I w I went once with a friend, and then my family visited me, and then we went up. But we just drove through. We didn't. Oh, okay. Stay to do like anything. You got to go into the village. Sir. Sure. Into Whistler, Whistler Village. Village. It's, it's where I live. <laughs> if you're interested, <laughs> the Newton Wave Pool. That's the that's the Surrey Village. Um, yeah, Whistler is pretty awesome. Uh, Pemberton has some really cool hikes up there. Um, Hundred percent worth spending a little bit of time. Summertime's better, I think. Mm. I'm not a big winter person, um, but summertime in Whistler and Pemberton will blow your mind. Are mm. they long hikes? 
Uh, I think there's a little bit of everything up there. Like there's a app called All Trails, and so if you download that app, it wherever you are, it'll tell you all the hikes that are closest to you, or you can enter in like Whistler, Blackcomb, Kananaskis, whatever. Wherever you are, and yeah. it literally has a GPS, so you could just follow the map through the. the can you woods. send that to me, actually? Yeah, I'm for sure. In we'll that. do it all. It is so cool to do up there. Uh, Cultus Lake. Phenomenal place to hang out. I haven't been. Yeah. It's, it's uh, just outside of Abbotsford. So as you go through Hope and starting to come into Abbotsford and Aldergrove, it's um, uh, just after Hope coming out. Uh, right outside. Yeah. Yeah. Some great camping up there. Uh, Allison Pools. Oh, you're bringing back memories, dude. I could tell you so much about Surrey in the Lower Mainland. I could tell you stories about me growing up there and living there. That's uh, I won't. <laughs> I was pretty much a shithead back then. Mm. <laughs> um, so when you were doing school, I, I, I'm here. I'm reminiscing about Surrey. I should be asking you questions. No, I'm <laughs> we're sharing. It's okay. We're sharing. It's good. Um, what would you hope to get? What would be the ideal job for you? Is it a sitcom? Is it a movie? Oh, uh, yeah. That's a, that's, that's a tough one. Because, I mean, like right now, I just want to do it all. Yeah. Because I haven't actually done any, like, like I, I've tasted um, things. Yeah. But I haven't gotten the chance to fully immerse myself. So I'm really excited to do that. But um, I think it'd be cool to work on indie films. Yeah. And then... Um, I really want to do stuff that's dark and gritty. Cool. Um, like I'm all for the the happy lovey dovey stuff too. But I I really I personally really like like dark like gritty uh, stories. Yeah. Um, Would you be the villain or the hero? I don't know because I I think uh, it'd be fun to play both. Though. It'd be fun to play both. They're like somewhere in between. Yeah. Where where you, you sympathize with the character, right? Um, and who this person is, but they're also not making the best decisions but then you're judging the character because in that character's <laughs> mind you, right. you know but but yeah I, I would love to just do something um uh, not controversial yeah but but something like that like dark and green like an anti-hero like okay. of a role would be super cool to play yeah like a bruce willis type of like he sort of plays hero. what was that movie he did where he was the gangster it was killing everybody uh with um, matthew perry um Shoot, I should have uh, Eric up here looking stuff up for us on IMDb. Um, I can't think of the name of it right now. Anyways, uh, he he is the most lovable murderer you can imagine. I think it was called Jimmy Five Fingers or something like that uh, in the show. Wasn't it like Five Monkeys or something like that? No, is it, is that Bruce this was a this was a comedy. I think he did the the seven twelve 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 monkeys, monkeys. <laughs> seven, <laughs> seven five, five whatever. <laughs> um, it, we're, we're like, yeah, he's the most lovable murderer you could ever. Uh, imagine yeah. like that that's a pretty cool role you think about like uh the viking tv show i was just watching that last <gasps> night they only put two seasons on, on netflix. netflix um chokes they're on like season five or six or something yeah, you can write an email yeah i should i totally come, come should. together yeah on behalf of airdrop <laughs> netflix users <laughs> there you go like they care about yeah. little old Airdrop. um yeah that's a phenomenal series eh? they knocked it out of the park with that one yeah they're not getting, or they're not doing a great job of getting distribution though, because it's hard to find. Yeah, I, 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 I found that too. Like I was looking for it on on different different places, other than yeah. Netflix, like the other seasons. Yeah, um, and I couldn't find it. Right, I had uh, Minix box for a while, and it was a 
able to get uh, up to season four, I think, on there. Yeah. Um, but even that was getting difficult to find and, you know, try to find something from overseas in Iceland or Europe or nothing. Yeah. Can't do it, but uh, it's a great show. It's, I'd love to be on that show. No kidding. That's like a dream. Right? Yeah. What part would you play on that show? Hmm. Uh, maybe I'd be the guy in the back that gets like an arrow in the chest or something. Uh, First guy dead in the scene. I think, yeah. Um, you know, like the role that that Ivar, like Ivar, 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 yeah, like one of Ragnar's son, the the one sons, with the uh, with his the legs bone, doesn't work, with yeah. the bone disease. Yeah, I think that's a cool role. That's a super um, cool role because at points you're like, okay, this guy is. He's bad, but then he's good, but then he's bad, but then he's good, and and there's kind of this in between, and I think that's challenging in itself to play that. Yeah. And then, but I'm st- I'm still so attracted to him, like as as like this guy, like I want to see his arc, and yeah. So I'm like, I watch these kind of characters and these kind of actors, and I'm like, I want to be able to do that. Yeah. So that'd probably be like my. I don't know what that actor's name is, but boy, did he kill that part! Eh? Yeah. Like, he just. Yeah, he just nailed it. Like some of the scenes where um I think it was the brothers had the castle and maybe, spoiler alert, I don't know what season yeah, this was alert. in. Um but anyways, he was attacking his brothers at a castle somewhere in England. And he was trying to take it over and they had the, the brothers had set up like a wall of archers and they fired it off. I don't think off. I saw that episode, but go on. <laughs> and and Ivor standing there and he knows He's on the edge of the archers, like the no one can shoot him. He just stand there staring at the arrows as they're like coming at him, and zero fear. And you're like, oh, this dude's crazy. Yeah. Um, and that's I. That was one of the parts where he played because some of it was a bit cheesy in the beginning when he killed his uh, brother at the uh, oh, dinner with the, tape with the axe. The axe. Um, that one. You could see he was still growing in the part. It was kind of when he reemerged into the yeah, season. Maybe it was like an off day. I don't know. But Kid like Bay, director, whatever. Like, yeah, I'm not not shitting on him at all. I I think he's phenomenal. Yeah, me great too. job. He's of Danish. It. He's from he's uh, from Denmark, I believe. Okay, I believe he's Danish, and his name's uh, Alex. Yeah, his first name. I, I Alex okay. Anderson, I think. Okay. That sounds like a good Danish name. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All the actors on there. The girl. Um. Oh, the mom. The oh, uh, she's from Toronto. She's Canadian, I'm pretty sure. She's got a th- pretty thick accent, but she's done a bunch of series. She's doing a martial arts series as well. Yeah, I saw. I um, heard about that. Uh, it's like sort of a mystical Chinese uh, martial arts thing. It was a pretty cool series as well. But she started. F- it started already? Yeah, I think there are two seasons in. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Sucks getting old and forgetting stuff all the time. I can picture it in my head. I can't think of the name. I understand. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I think you might be acting right there. No. <laughs> oh. Well, you know what? I don't know if we're in because everything is crapping out on us today. I have to solve this problem uh, soon. But uh, I want to I wanna thank you for coming out. This was a blast. Thank you for having me. Uh, next time you're back in Calgary, give me a shout. We'll do it again. We'll get an update yeah. on the roles you're playing and uh, the plays yeah. you're in, the series, the getting on Vikings. They'll fly you over. Can you imagine like being in Iceland doing this? I don't know how that, how that even works. Like, But, but you'd I mean, figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Um, do you want to promote your social media? Oh, sure. Uh, <laughs> let them know where to find you, and um, I will post it on our social media. 
Well, my name is just my Instagram name yeah. is just uh, Dragos Ponescu, and um, try to spell that everybody. D R A G O S P A U N E S C U. Perfect. And then that's my Facebook as well. Awesome. Go check them out. Um, Thanks and for the then uh, you're going to uh, post any of the new acting you get into your loud to, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah, I uh, I've been working on that because I kept starting new new pages and I'm like, okay, this will be my my actor page, <laughs> and then it's not, and then I'm like, okay, I'll start another one. This will be my actor page, yeah. and then it just yeah, but um, I'm just gonna keep one page and just update. Perfect. My entire yeah. You're on Instagram, journey. Facebook, yeah, Twitter, just, just Instagram and Facebook. Perfect. That's yeah. all the ones you need. Yeah, Twitter's exactly. hard. Yeah, I had it for a while, and I was like, what is this shit? And I just stopped. I'm the same way. <laughs> I tried recording an episode yesterday, and the guy's like, all I do is Twitter. I'm like, ah, crap. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I'm going to solve that problem. Anyways, thank you so much for coming. Thank uh, you for we'll having We'll post me. all your stuff. Uh, I'll let you know when this is up and running. Everyone, thank you for listening, and thank you for sharing. And uh, because my monkey left, I'm going to go to outro. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. This podcast is over.